Good evening. Uh, this is Victoria and Karen and Fluffy and more dogs. But we're just going to concentrate on the three of us for now uh, with Heart and Soul Dog Training and with Hope Service Dogs. Hi. Uh, we're here tonight to talk to you like we do every week. Guess what? I'm online. My watch just dinged to tell me. Uh, and we've got kind of a neat thing going. Uh, Karen's out here for a bit, brought her herd of doggies out too, because we have our service dog school. So this is our Napopo service dog school with Victoria Warfel, and it starts on Thursday. So we're getting everything ready. We've got all the food. We're going to work on prepping it tonight and tomorrow because we're all about making it easy. And we cover breakfast for four days. We cover lunch for four days. And we're not like a lot of places. A lot of workshops that you go to, a lot of schools that you go to, <clears throat> it's Subway and Pizza. Or donuts and coffee for breakfast and Subway. Yeah. 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 And then Subway. And yeah. we don't do that. First, Karen and I do gluten free. Mm -hmm. And we have, and then we have at least one vegetarian who eats uh, fish and eggs. Mm -hmm. So we're, we do egg bakes every morning. We have some croissants, jam, butter, fruit, lunch. One day we're doing barbecued pork and chicken sandwiches, potato salad, coleslaw, potato chips, coffee, <clears> tea, <throat> water, hot cocoa. Hot cocoa. Uh, we also do salad, like everyday salad. Uh, so we have that. Um, we have taco salad we're doing one day. Uh, we have spaghetti with garlic toast and, and again, salad. Mm -hmm. And then chili with mashed potatoes and possibly rice, too, since rice is easy to do in the yeah. pressure cooker so, yeah, or Instapot, you know? Yeah. So we have, we, we cook awesomely. And most of the meat is from the farm here. All the beef yeah. is from the farm. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's barbecued chicken and pork is I was out of roast beefs. So we are doing chicken and pork. Plus, then it's not beef every day. Yeah. We do have a chicken and a pork, which means that leftovers go into the chili. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we do things. So chili's the last day, and that's where all the leftovers go. Awesome chili. It's the best <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yes. So so that's what we're doing. That's what we're getting prepped for. So we had to go up to Sam's today. We went to Walmart yesterday, and we went to Walmart again today you know, to pick up stuff so we can prep so everything is taken care of. Love the online order with the curbside pickup. That is awesome. Smooth as heck. Yes. And yeah. good thing we had Karen's van because we got a lot of food. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, we're feeding how many people for how many days? It turns Almost out to be... 30 people. Just over, shy. Over yeah, 30. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe 30 right now. I think it was 28. Yeah. I think we're at 30 right now because yeah. we had two more sign up today. Yeah. And they had been... One of them had been talking to me a bit about it. Oh, my nose is itchy. So I'm all good with that. But, what does uh, that mean when your nose is itchy? Somebody's calling or somebody's talking about you? Or maybe. Yeah, so I can't I don't remember know. those little It sayings. means that I had to wear a mask today, <laughs> and I can't rub my nose well whenever I have a mask on, yeah. and I think that's what it is. Yeah. And we had Karen's van, too, so we brought Yorick and Django and Fluffy and Diana mm -hmm. up, and we took two of them into Target and just walked them around. And then two of them into Michael's and just walked them around. We were in the store for Target probably 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, and long. then Michael's maybe five or six minutes. Yeah. Uh, Michael's, was, it was a small Michael's. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of did the main lap. We got some Christmas pictures with, yeah. the, with the boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to get exposure for Fluffy. And then we took uh, Ross out to Walmart a little bit later. Yeah, yeah we were going to bring Siren. But that didn't happen. It was just Ross. Uh, but what we need to want to talk about today is something very important and near and dear to us, and that is breeds. Mm -hmm. And it's because some stuff's been going on, mm -hmm. and 
I just felt since this is my platform, I can use it to help educate, to hopefully prevent people from making the same mistake that other people have made uh, in regards to breeds and what they picked and choose to be their service dog, to set them up for success, not to make fun of them, ridicule them, but to set them up for success as much as possible. Now, first, my first service dog was a Siberian Husky, okay? I've also had a Border Collie, a tried it with a German Shepherd. She did not have the temperament for it. Like many American German Shepherds, they do not have the temperament uh, or the health to be a service dog. Uh, we did the Malinois on my second Malinois. I've got a Doberman. I've got a Golden. So I've had a bunch of different breeds. Karen, you've had Holstein, who's part cow. Yeah, he's part cow. He's a hound mix. Um, and my second one right now is uh, Ross, who's a Malinois. So. Um, and then you have Fluffy in training. Fluffy's in training. And Fluffy. Diana was in training. Diana's in training. She's going to Guardian Home now. Um, she's still going to be a service dog for the uh, for one of the people in the Guardian Home. So. Um, so she's doing really well with her training. Um, she is. Yes, she is. Very stable, as you saw out today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Siren might be going to a guardian home, too. Yeah. And so, if not, we'll be looking for a guardian home for Siren. She's six months old now, a little over. And she has a solid foundation on her. Yeah. Which is good. And Purple, who is Zayla? Zayla? We have to ask Luke what it is again. Yeah. He had come up with a name and it means princess or something. Z-A-Y-L-A or something like that. As long as it's not Zales, that's yeah. the diamond store. That would be a weird name. Yeah. Might as well call her Diamond. Right? <clears throat> yeah. She says, why does it Diamond? Yeah. It be clear. She <laughs> may be looking for a guardian home yeah. in the near yeah. future. So if you guys so, are interested, what's a guardian home, Karen? Guardian home is a home where... Potentially future breeding uh, females or male um, pups or dogs go to, and they are Fluffy, really? they're raised there. The guardian pays for all normal dog care stuff. Uh, the breeder usually either pays for or assists in paying for the testing for breeding. Um, That's hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. She's already yeah. genetically tested. So food and normal shots and day-to-day -day care. And uh, usually breeders will provide some type of training <clears throat> assistance. We are providing uh, online training program for yeah. guardian homes. Yeah. And Just so the guardian doesn't pay for the puppy or for the dog, but they agree to uh, care for the dog and allow the dog to uh, be do the t uh, make sure the testing gets done and when the dog goes into heat or when the male stud is needed for a female that goes in heat there to take the dog to wherever the breeder says to bring the dog and they will not have their dog if it's a female for uh, for breeding which could be up to two weeks and for whelping which would be six to eight weeks and then they get their dog back and between or eight to ten weeks yeah eight to ten weeks yeah because we want them to come in two weeks before and then they get she has the pups yeah and then they get their dogs back their dog back in between uh heat cycles and uh, get to love and bond and and then when the dog is no longer needed for breeding they own the dog 
and the dog will be spayed or neutered and um, and we cover that as well. Yeah, and we cover that as well. And uh, then they have ownership of the dog. So it's a partnership with uh, a home that's helped. And they can have tax write-off for all of this up until they own the dog. Then no, it's no longer a tax write-off. Then they, the ownership's been transferred. So it's a way of volunteering, helping hope um, expand. Spreading hope. Spreading hope to others, yes. So it's a very important job. And um, basically it's important to keep our breeding females and males uh, healthy and well-trained and, um, and they, all of the ones that we have so far have great temperaments and they're gonna make great pets or even service dogs. So because a dog is going to the guardian home does not mean they're a pet dog quality. It depends on their temperament and training and the disability of the person, the, the guardian home, yeah. a disabled person who's in need of a service dog can be a guardian home. Yes, so. Uh, especially, so guardian home for females, we get her back for getting her knocked up. Uh, and then we get her back for two months before she has the puppies until well, probably around the time the puppies go home, depending. She might be able to go home earlier because we've got some good ant dogs here, which is Gypsy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have that. So you, you do have to be without the dog for that time. So, yeah, that's a So you big have to keep that in mind. Now, with males, you don't, but males have to be intact. So, yeah. you know, what do you feel about having an intact male? It doesn't mean that they mark. No. doesn't mean that they hump everything. Right. But, uh, but so you do have those as well. If, if it's something that you're interested in and you'd like to find out more, just message us. Mm -hmm. uh, Karen and I both respond and read to the messages in the Facebook group. Many guardian homes we're going to need in the future. So oh, yes. um, this is only the beginning. So um, it, we, we have to be able to visit your home. You have to be able to send the dog back and forth. You don't have to be local, but you have to be able to have the means to be to um, take care of the dog as well as um, uh, release the dog back and forth to us. So, and have your so. Anyways, breeds. Breeds. Yes. Okay. What's my favorite breed? Goldens. Goldens. Why? Because they're fluffy and cute. Fluffy and cute, and they get along with practically everything. Every dog is their best yeah, friend. Every, you don't have to worry yeah. about anything. Uh, every person is their best friend, but they don't have to be obnoxious about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're smart. Yeah. You can take them everywhere. You know, they're not too big or too small. If they're too small, mm -hmm. they can get stepped on. Mm -hmm. um, they can get kicked. You know, people don't see them. Uh, people don't take them as seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, what's what a lot of the programs use. They use yellow labs and goldens for a reason. reason. Uh, so that's stable, 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 stable. No, yeah. not all of them. Does that mean every golden is a service dog? No. It doesn't no. mean every golden has what it takes. No. no, you need to do your work. You need to get the right breeder. <clears throat> ServiceDogs.org mm -hmm. uh, to get that best dog. You need to have a breeder who's willing to go the extra mile. So what do we do that's different from what a lot of breeders do? First, we genetically test the the breeding dogs mm -hmm. to make sure that we're not going to get any affected puppies. Now there's a few different things that we test for uh, and well it's well, like 170 things that we test yeah. for. 
But there's some big ones that affect Goldens in particular, and that includes the PRA1 and 2 and the PRCD, which are all progressive retinal atrophy, which is blind. Mm -hmm. um, ichthyosis, which it sounds like, oh, it's just a skin issue. Karen, tell us about skin issues in dogs. Oh, this particular skin issue um, shortens the lives of dogs who are affected by it because of the um, uh, infections uh, that they're constantly uh, inflicted with. And they can have hair, permanent hair loss and scarring. Um, it, uh, the scaling of their, it's like fish scales and their paws, it makes it, sometimes they can't even walk because their paws, the paw, pads of their paws are uh, falling off. And frequent, these dogs have frequent infections that become resistant to antibiotics. And uh, they end up on steroids and which short, we know that shortens dogs' lives. So, yeah, it's then they're essentially miserable, wholesome. Yeah, so ichthyosis is another one. Yeah. There's a few others that we test for. Yeah. Like I said, it's 170 that we test for because we, uh, let's see, Ginger and Lucy are both affected. Are no. not affected, are carriers. Carriers, not affected. <laughs> not affected, carriers. No dogs that are no. affected. No, no. And then Siren, Diana, and Princess are all carriers of, of one thing each yeah. as well. Uh, but Purple and Fluffy are clear. Are clear. They're absolutely Meaning clear. they can't even pass on carrier status to any of their pups. Yeah. So. And if you do it right, if you breed an affected dog to a clear dog, you cannot get more affected dogs. Right. But if you breed an affected to an affected, they will all be affected. And affected to a carrier, half of them will be affected. Right. So two you need to watch of the same thing. You have potential of half of them being affected as well. Yeah. So. So it's something that you yeah. really need to watch, and you need to to make sure that your breeder tests for. Uh, then that's just genetic. Embark does it. It's a hundred and fifty ish. Yeah. And and you know. There's two. And it doesn't change. Two main companies that do the genetic testing. Only two. That's yeah. anybody else. All the other testing. So the other company is, uh, Wis it ends up, Wisdom is the other company. Okay. So, um, but it's not the Wisdom panel. It's, a, it's, it's, a, yeah. it has another name, but, um, I think it's. We a, did paw print genetics for Gypsy and for Roma. I think that's what it is. And it, paw print genetics is owned by Wisdom panel. Okay. So, hmm. yeah. So that's, there are only two companies that do those genetic uh, testings for breeding purposes. Okay. okay. Um, and so the other testing we do is elbows, eyes, and hips. And eyes heart. and heart. And hips, elbows, eyes, and heart. Eyes and heart. And um, so hips, elbows, and heart only need to be done once uh, for goldens. But the eyes have to be done yearly. So... And that's also part of our program. Yep. And we are, our goal is to do excellent hips, to, never less than good hips. So how OFA rates it yeah. is excellent, good, fair, borderline, mild, moderate, severe. Yeah. So mild, moderate, severe, no go. Borderline, no. Fair, now some people will tell you, well, fair is not hip dysplastic. It's just fair, but we do not want to breed fair hips. Right. We want to breed good and excellent. Good Ideally, and excellent. it would just be all excellent hips. Ideally. So. And that's what we hope to get to. So that's LFA. And then there's pen hip and pen hip does it a little bit different. They have a number score. Yeah. 
So we have the girls, we pen hipped Siren and Diana, and we want to see if that changes because we did them at the very earliest we could get them. Right. And we want to see if that changes when they're a year old mm -hmm. and possibly even at two years old. So they will, at least one of them will get at a year in it, two years, and it might be both every, of them. Everybody will probably get tested at two years for sure. Well, that's, and then once we see where they are, mm -hmm. you know, if there is no change at all, well, then we might as well do them at 16 weeks old. Then we know who we're keeping and who we're not keeping. Right. But if there's a, a significant difference, we're going to be able to test and see. And that'll yeah. be nice to know. That's really good yeah. information. And you hear stories, but we wanted to do that. So I think goldens when people call me up and they say i want to serve a dog and i don't know what breed my first thing i always tell them is get a golden makes it easy some people don't want goldens because goldens have good strong bone structure and uh so they make excellent mobility dogs without being too small or too tall and their their bones aren't uh too where you where great danes they have actually a lighter bone structure and it's only enough for their weight, their size. Right. But a lot of people believe a bigger dog, a taller dog, is going to be better for mobility. And that is not not correct at all. No. Um, and the other bad thing about Danes and these giant breed dogs. Oh, people recommend Mastiffs. You've bred uh, Mastiffs. Yeah. People recommend uh, the giant, like a Rottweiler for service work. They recommend uh, Newfoundlands and Leonburgers and all sorts, they any giant breed. All don't even mature until almost three years old. I mean, their growth plates take a long time to close. You yeah. can't be doing mobility on dogs until their growth plates are done growing. And, and you're going to wait that long? <laughs> I mean... Well, not only that, bigger yeah. dogs have a shorter lifespan. And they had a shorter lifespan. So by the time you can actually start using them for mobility, they have maybe two or three years left of actual work. Yeah. That's, and, that's just... And ridiculous. if you have any giant dog, I don't care if it's a Great Dane, I don't care if it's... Like, even Irish Wolfhounds are yeah. big. You know, any dog like that, well, first, what was the dog originally bred for? If yeah. the dog was bred as a guardian breed dog like Great Danes were, mm -hmm. or hound type dogs who will take down prey like wolf hounds mm -hmm. and, and uh, what's the other one? Deer hounds. Deer hounds, yeah. Um, or more guardian, which would be the mastiffs. Yeah. Uh, well, you can say, well, Newfoundlands, they were Great bred for Pyrenees. water retrieve. Yeah. Great Pyrenees. Yeah. But the problem first is you have the coat of the Newfoundland. They shed puffballs everywhere and they oh, drool. Great Pyrenees, too. Right. Whoa. They have yeah. heck of coats on yeah. them. So you have. You have the, the shedding everywhere, so you're going to have to brush your dog out multiple times a day, and you're going to have to watch it when you go out, because if you go out to a restaurant and you sit and enjoy lunch with your friends for an hour or two, and you get up to leave, and there's a black fuzzballs underneath that could make up a whole dog, like, that's disgusting. You can't do that. Um, or they so, have to have drool towels. Did you ever need that with your masters? All, all the time. All the time. So yeah. you need to have a towel on you, like a golf towel, mm -hmm. to, or like what my mom used to hang on the stove. Otherwise, you know? it leaves a slick spot on the ground, which is dangerous for other people. Right. <laughs> I tripped and fell on your dog's drool. Yeah. You know, so you do have that that you have to keep in mind whenever you're dealing with it. Plus, it's harder to get them places. Mm -hmm. uh, they can't fly as easily. You do have to buy up an extra row or, you know, the rest of the row for your dog to have space because your dog has to fit at your feet, not your feet and the neighbor's feet and the neighbor's feet. Right. Uh, that is airline. Yeah. That is airline. You know, if your dog cannot fit in your foot space, which isn't very big today, mm -mm. Uh, you must buy another seat for your dog. Or two. Or two. 
the yep. whole room. Yeah. Well, that's what makes it nice whenever it's me, Rich, and Luke traveling, or me and you. Mm-hmm. So, oh, here's a funny thing you guys might not know. Karen and I travel together. When we fly uh, for workshops and whatever, we've flown together before. And we always have, each of us have our own service dog. So there's two people and two service dogs in the row. They will not put another person with us because legally they cannot. Why can't they? Because there are four oxygen things on a three seat. This is what was explained to us. On three seats, right, there's four oxygen things that will drop down. And then the dog or the person wouldn't have one. No, I didn't even think they'd they'd have the dogs counted, but they do the same thing with babies. Babies, If we would each travel with with one infant each, we could not sit together. Well, we could sit sit and then we couldn't sit with another person. A middle seat would have to be left open because they'd need two oxygen things for each of us. Yeah. I had flown with a friend of mine and we had two service dogs with us from Utah up there and then back down here. And the flight back down was absolutely booked so much so that somebody had come on the flight and sat across from us. And then the person whose seat that originally was got here and they had to remove that person. And there were no other seats. And my friend and I are looking at each other because the seat between us was open and available, but they would not seat him there, even though they had to remove somebody from the plane because you're sitting with two service dogs. So that makes it nice. Now we know that, that we don't have to really worry about it. So if we travel... We just let them know there's two service dogs here, and they will block off that yeah. middle row. They try to separate us. All the time they try All to separate the time, us. All the time, but um, usually we book our t- ticket together, and they don't. They don't. Well, we tell them the dogs know yeah. each other. It's yeah. fine. We tell them the dogs know each other and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's, it makes it actually better for them. Yeah, for yeah. A, just put put us in one them. row, and then we're we leave people alone. Plus, I travel with my nurse for a reason. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, we do have that, that it is going to be a lot harder. Now, smaller dogs, mm-hmm. it'll be easier to travel. But like yeah. I said, smaller dogs, you have to worry about people kicking and stepping on. Uh, a lot of times, smaller dogs get the whole Napoleon complex going. Yeah. Uh, they could be afraid of things like wheels on a, on a buggy at the store, on yeah. a cart at the store. Uh, they also, they aren't taken as seriously because they are little. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're not service dogs, but so what do people do? What did we see at Walmart today? Did you see it? No. Did you see what I saw at Walmart when we were checking out pay? There was someone returning something and she had her dog in the stroller. In the stroller. No, not oh, in the stroller. In, in, the, in the, the cart. cart. In the cart. Oh, and she yeah. had a, a blanket up in the kid's oh. sitting area and she had the dog in there and the dog was like, I'm a little Yorkie. Look how cute I am. And people are like, oh my God, he's just so cute. He's like my dog at home. That's just so sweet. Your dog shouldn't be in the cart. It's not a service dog because it's in the cart. Right. If it was your cart from home, fine. If it was your stroller, fine. Your if it's your wheelchair with your wheelchair your basket, wheelchair fine. Basket. It can be a sling that you're carrying. You can have the dog on a sling we, or a backpack or She whatever. has a stroller. So she's here for the week, right? She brought her her, her van mm-hmm. and she has her stroller in it. So if we go to the Universal, we can put the dogs in the stroller if we want to, like we've done before and like we will do again yeah. Yeah. for doing that. So here Shane says, I love flying with my service dog because I often get my own row or the next seat next to me empty and also flying with a little dog. If they're under the seat in front of me in turbulence, they can be thrown. Oh, yeah. 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 Very true there, Shane. Uh, So, you know, that's something that you do have to keep in mind whenever you're trying to choose which breed would work. The smallest size, personally, that I would recommend. Now, I know sometimes the little seven-pound dogs work out really good. And and for that, all the more power to you. uh, And I don't have a problem with that. You know, if you're getting a three-pound dog, it's a little different story because those dogs usually have 
you know, sugar issues and medical issues and everything yeah. else. Seven pound little American Aussie, really like them. Mm -hmm. uh, smart. Smart, wicked smart. smart. I'm gonna steal her when yeah. she's here, but don't tell Shane. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give her rue instead. <laughs> she won't know the difference. She won't know the difference. Uh, but I like about 30 pounds. 30 pounds can, it's a good, yeah, a it's good a good size weight. Yeah. Up to probably about 90 pounds. That's yeah. kind of what I like. You get above 90. You're, you're crossing a line where yeah. your dog's not going to fit in a lot of places. Yeah. And oh, so. but wait a minute, but I weigh so much and my dog is supposed to be half of my weight. So therefore I need a 120 pound dog or I need this big of a dog and he needs to be this tall baloney. Ross, who's my current service dog, can do forward momentum pull and counterbalance better, uh, as good as my uh, nearly 90-pound dog. And she's yeah. only 45 pounds. So she's half his weight. Yeah, yep. half his weight. And she, it's, it's about the conditioning of the dog. It's about training. It's about yes. socialization. 95% of your, of what your service dog is doing is socialization. What is yeah. socialization? An exposure. An exposure. It's not yes. touch my dog. It's not, it's not people touch your dog. It's not your dog playing with other dogs. It's not your dog going to doggy daycare. It's, it's your dog being exposed to the world uh, in every type of situation, every type of sight, sound, uh, environment, uh, textures, uh, all kinds Shiny floors, dull floors, metal floors, cold floors, you name it. Well, that's why yeah. we brought Fluffy today and, and just went in and out. So now he was exposed to the automatic sliding doors, yeah. the shiny floors, the carts, the people, the smells of Michael's. Michael's always smells good, right? Yeah. And he was just that shopping. environment. He was flower. He's like, ooh, flowers. <laughs> right? So, you know, we have that, and we got to expose him to it just real brief when he's four months old. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we won't have an issue with it whenever he's older. Yeah. So what other breeds would you not recommend? Could you go to a shelter and just adopt any old dog from the shelter and make a bet dog because he's had such a bad life? Right. A and service dog, and he'll be so appreciative now. Because, he will be. Yeah. And he'll just love it, and he'll just love you. And, like, the fact that he was a former bait dog, and he has bit three children in the face, like, you'll just give him some kisses, and he'll be okay. She said sarcastically. Yeah. No. Uh, this is one thing that annoys me, is not every dog can be a service dog. And while I love Goldens, and they are always my number one pick, not every Golden has what it takes to be a service dog. And that's fine. That's not a problem. Uh, they have, um, there's something going on over here. Oh, that's what it is. There's a fly. Ha! It uh, got caught in my, I set a trap for the fly. Yeah. And now it's buzzing around in my body armor thing and I don't have my lid. So I have to put something on top of it and now the flies, but I keep hearing something buzzing and I'm like, what is that? Am I hearing things? Is my ears ringing? No, it's not. It's the fly. It's the fly. Who has been flying around and it's very loud buzzy. Wow. Very loud buzzy fly. <laughs> it was in the bathroom earlier. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you fly? Oh, but at least he's caught now. Right. And he's caught. We'll let him outside. He can go fly mm -hmm. somewhere else. Uh, but no, not every dog has what it takes. Just like not every person can go on to become an Olympic athlete. Yep. Not every person can go on to become president of the United States. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so you, 
you have to understand that it takes a special dog. And when do we start training? We start training as young as eight weeks old. When do we, uh, I start know? training when they're like, uh, Four days old. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we start training early because we know what we're doing. That's yeah. one of the perks that you get when you buy one of the Hope Service dog puppies is they get it from the very beginning. What are we training at four days old? Well, that's when we start early neurological stimulation and early scent introduction. And we we're handling them. We give them a few days to recover from being born. Because that's a little stressful. Yeah, it's a little stressful. And uh, then by day four... We're interacting with these pups, um, and yeah, training starts very early. We're assessing their temperaments right from the first week of, you know, in those first week, there's a lot of things we can notice before their eyes even open up. And after their eyes open up, it becomes a whole new world of training for them. We've got proprioception equipment. We've got all kinds of sound stimulation and sight. We've got hot air balloons hanging from above and stargazer machines going off. And these, these puppies have it, have it all going on. Um, and that's why we're able to, that's why they're so stable. You know, it's genetics stable, but it's also all this ex exposure. Yeah. So we start car rides around, well, we vaccinate, they get their first vaccine around three weeks old and we, around four, four and a half weeks old. Well, actually this litter started car rides before their eyes even opened up. But uh, yeah, they, they start car rides. We move them on to the outside world and start stimulation of what's going on outside. Yeah. So it's, we're, these pups aren't just in the bottom of a basement being raised and on a, <laughs> basement pile, puppies. on a pile of hay, you know, isolated from the world. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of work that goes into them. Yes, there is. So, yeah. Um, and is the breeder you're choosing doing that or are they just doing, they're just stacking the puppy and getting the ready, puppy ready for uh, uh, confirmation or is he not doing anything saying cha-ching? Yeah. Because it is a lot of work. Yeah. It's a heck of a lot of work. So I'm not saying confirmation stuff is not, is, is yes, bad. Yes, you did. I heard you. Uh, it's, it's not the end all to the quality of a dog. It's not. No. Uh, so those championships that say that the dog is balanced in their body, yes, that's great. Balanced, for, you know. In their body, but they need to be balanced they, in their Mind. mind. You, you know, just walked right into that. That I was know. perfect. You set that up. Yeah. You you lofted it, and I yeah. right out of the park. Yeah. So we so. want that. So and what else? If you don't want to do a golden, first you have to go with a good golden, guys. Don't go with yeah. a uh, golden and wonder why the dog didn't work out because it happens. Uh, yellow lab, black lab. If you're a very active, black lab is going to be way more energetic than yeah. most people can handle. Um, or standard poodle. Those are my recommendations for service dog work. Yeah. And like I said, I've had the weird ones. I get so many calls. I want a service dog and I think I want a Siberian Husky. Doodles are not hyperallergenic. Yeah, People, correct. they're not. Scientifically, they've proven they're not. I'll tell you they ain't hyperallergenic because yeah. I get them when they come over here. They shed. Yes. Oh, he's pulling something down. Um, they shed, which people, doodles yeah. don't shed. Yes, they do. And then you have to groom them. They, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So groom your doodle, 
um, and they will shed. And that means you have to groom them more. So if you want the long coat on your dog, all the more power to you, go for it. But I can't have them here yeah. like that. So those three weeks, cut them as short as you can do it and then some because I can either spend my time grooming your dog or training your dog. And I prefer to spend my time training your dog. Uh, so, you know, you have that for doodles and everything. These poodles are the horniest little dogs ever because they are just having sex with everything to make doodles. So did you see the chicken doodles? The chicken oh, doodles. Oh, no. I didn't know that. They're like curly haired chickens. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, you know, you have... You got to look at structure. We'll go back to confirmation. Look at structure. A golden retriever and a Labrador retriever have very similar body styles. Mm -hmm. A golden or a lab and a poodle do not. Right. Well, they have four legs in a body <laughs> and sometimes have a tail. They don't have the same body style. A, well, let's see, like a greyhound and a poodle would don't mix greyhounds and poodles. A Doberman and a poodle have similar. A greyhound and a Doberman have similar body styles doesn't mean i'm going to breed them but people are breeding all sorts of dogs like newfie doos newfie poodles why are you breeding a newfoundland poodle you have a, a, a giant mass of dog yeah. and like a toy poodle i'm like we're going to breed them together and make miniature you mess newfies. you mess up the ankles and the balance of the dogs that's not healthy to mix these dogs somebody crazy some i don't know where the thought process is that mixing these breeds is is making a healthier dog in any way. Um, and, no, you know what, what makes healthy dogs? Breeding healthy breeding dogs. Healthy dogs, exactly. <laughs> and the Perhaps same people that are crossing these breeds are not doing genetic testing. So they're, breed, yeah. they're breeding dogs with bad health problems with other dogs with bad health problems. And, uh, and, and it's just messy. It's, it's messy and irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And then you, the consumer, pay a ton of money for what you thought was responsible breeding, and then you come to find out your dog has hip dysplasia, heart disease, going blind. How many times in the last month have we found somebody who's been training a service dog for six months to a year or longer, and then all of a sudden they find their dog is going blind or needs hip, to, hip uh, replacements or, you know, We've, we've had all three happen. Yeah. Um, even one with a brain infection. I don't know how you get that, but that's, yeah. that's not a normal thing for a dog to get, uh, an infection in the brain. Well, the one had had uh, one of those really bad, you have to go into the hospital because people get it and it's really bad things too. MRSA. Mm -hmm. MRSA, yeah. Yeah, well, MRSA is out in the environment, uh, community-acquired MRSA is out in the environment. So you have to have an open wound where... Uh, in order to get MRSA, that dog had to have an open wound or had to be eating stuff outside. Yeah. Well, order, yeah. So, anyways, gross. My dogs do that all the time, but yeah, I try not to let them. But if the dog has a healthy immune system, MRSA is not going to harm them. You okay. know, they're exposed. So that dog had to have some kind of compromise to begin with. But so you buy a puppy from a breeder. Mm -hmm. And the breeder tells you this dog is a great service dog candidate. And Your first question has to be, what are you looking for in a service dog candidate? We had breeders tell us, all of my dogs are service dog material. All of them. No, they're not. Not even in the litter is all of them service dog materials. You need to find out what they're looking for because if you're a 20-year-old diabetic who likes to run marathons, right, 
your service dog is going to be different from a 60 year old overweight guy who works in an office and doesn't do much of anything but needs a dog for mobility which is basically just retrieves for him because yeah. of whatever reason right because he has They're hard two... time getting up from the chair yeah yeah that, so that's you know? two total different types, types of service dogs that you'd be looking for and if you gave the the guy who the sedentary guy who needs a mobility dog if you gave that dog to the active runner it's not gonna work out good no and same vice versa so you yeah. need to find out and that's one of the things we just matched up our puppies mm -hmm. uh, this beauty and the beast litter we had six pups uh we kept once we had five pups to match up and four of them we were placing in with you know service dog prospects yeah and anybody that tells you that their dog scored a three and everything they're lying the dogs you do it so when you're times? doing temperament testing they score all over the place they do and what you're looking for is an average of threes and fours, uh, but they're going to have highs and lows on all the different areas. And if somebody's saying they're scored a three and everything, they're cheating the scores. Yeah. Which you can happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you have that, right? So you want to make sure that first your person understands what a service dog is, what you're looking for. And not every breeder does. And it's really hard to find a breeder who really gets it. Because a lot of times it's, what color dog do you want? What do you mean? What color dog do you want? Well, what color? I don't care what color my dog, or golden, where they're all yeah. the same, but they're still not all the same. They're not all the same. And the color is more important. Or, you know, you have to um, pick early. So with Fluffy, we had to pick him, how old was he, six weeks? Six weeks. Now, here's the funny thing. Yeah. In the first litter, the frozen litter, when Karen brought them out to the house, we ran them through the temperament test just to give us some practice doing it. Mm -hmm. It's six weeks old. No, you're not supposed to do it until they're seven weeks old. So we did it at six weeks. We did it at seven weeks. And we saw the difference. And because we had seen that difference, we knew where he can go from there. Mm -hmm. And that made it easier for us. The other thing, if you test a puppy too early, they're not developmentally ready for some aspects of the test. So it's not being fair. Well, like the fetch was yeah. harder at six weeks old. No yes. one got the fetch. Whereas seven weeks old, they all got it. they're not ready. Yeah. 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 And so, so developmentally, they could be anywhere on there as well. Right. Um, you know, and you need to keep that in mind, too. There are some things we want to look for, and there's other things. Karen and I had discussed we kind of had the dogs already chosen on who was going to get what dog mm -hmm. beforehand, but we just wanted to see that. And the temperament test isn't the be-all, end-all. It is, this is where the dog is, so you know what to work on. Mm -hmm. Hi, honey. You want to come show off your new haircut? Uh, no, I'm Okay. Uh, he got a new haircut today, uh, and he's coming in to shut the curtains for us because it's dark here. And turn on the outside lights. And turn on the outside lights because that's yeah. back here in the bedroom for some We're observing reason. the temperament and the um, behaviors and the characteristics of these puppies, like I said, from day one practically. Oh, it is from day one. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, how they come out in their birth is can tell you some things about them. So... It's, well, Diana, yeah. remember, she was the barky one. Yeah. She was rum, 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 like yeah. all the time. Honey, we caught a fly in this body armor cup, cup. So don't take this off of it because it's a very loud, annoying fly. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to take this into the kitchen. Oh, no, oh, I want him out. Free. He, he's free. <laughs> My pet fly is free. <laughs> and he probably just had a whole bunch of body armor. So his electrolytes are very, very good. Very good. <laughs> Oh, 
so yeah, so we have that, okay, to keep in mind. And you have that to keep in mind. And then breed-wise, there's a reason we go with Goldens. Mm-hmm. We could say Malinois are fantastic service dogs. I just really like to bite you sometimes. <laughs> Don't go with the Malinois. Don't go with the Siberian Husky. Don't go with weird breeds. Go with the Golden. Make your life easier. You know, if you get a dog because he looks intimidating, well, there's a reason behind that looks intimidating. And that means, yes, he can go and snark off. Yes, you do have to watch that guardian dog so he doesn't bite somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's always something with the Malin was yeah. when we were out with them. Yeah. I don't allow a, other dogs to come up. I don't allow other people. Um, yeah, I had uh, I had somebody come up in Walmart wanted to, can I, can I pet your dog? And he said, absolutely not. And he kept approaching. I just walked away. You know, I was getting ready to back kick him if he got too close. Karen totally gonna back kick him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the when when Ross is working, Ross is working. I and she she does not distract easily by others, um, and uh, that's the the attitude I took with Holstein. When he's working, he's working. Now Holstein's retired. He's having a hard time making the adjustment to allowing people when I'm around him to allow people to to pet him because he thinks he's still working when he's around me, um, even though he's not. Uh, it, but it's not a sad thing when he's with his dad by himself. Uh, he's a friendly Holstein and allows people to touch him. And but when I go out in public with Holstein and his dad, and he's off duty, he's not vested. He's he still thinks he's working somehow. But yeah, Malinois, there's a lot of responsibility. Um, my Malinois, Ross, she works and then she's pretty much, I, she, I play with her with the ball. That's part of how she learns is her reward is ball. She doesn't, she doesn't take food as a reward. She's all an endorphin dog. And then she, she's crated. She doesn't play with other dogs. She doesn't. Uh, she social. She stays. Well, you take her to the dog park, though. Uh, no. <laughs> I do. Ch- I do chill with her. You know, uh, she chills with me in the house. You know, uh, when the other dogs are sleeping in their crates, we we have bonding time. But Ross can't make decisions on her own. Uh, she makes poor decisions when when left on her own uh, devices. Uh, I can't let Ross run around the farm at Vicky's farm. That's that's irresponsible of me. I can't do that. I can't let Ross play with all the goldens like uh, uh, like it's uh, a party. It, she makes bad decisions with that. Um, it's that's it's a big responsibility if you take a guardian breed as a service dog. Um, there are things that you will not. You'll have to always um, be careful of with these guardian dogs. Now I'm talking Dobermans. I'm talking um, Dobermans, Great Danes, Great Mastiffs. Mastiffs, yeah. All these dogs that that's what they're. And I don't have Ross as a protection dog at all. No. Her primary thing right now is mobility assistance. Um, I haven't worked on her identifying uh, gluten yet. That's Holstein strength. We did mobility as well as identifying gluten. Um, that's something I have yet to finish doing. Or I've started scent work with her, but I have not completed it. Um, 
but uh, her, her primary thing is the mobility. And yes, she's a 45 pound dog doing mobility assistance. It can be done. So Jenga was yeah. 60. Yeah. So, but uh, Ross works for me, but I would not have ever sought out a, uh, I never, never dreamed of having a Malinois. Well, why don't you tell? Yeah. I'm going to give this what to you. When you're done, yeah. push the red button. I don't feel good. I have to go. Okay. Uh, I got Ross uh, gifted to me because Ross needed uh, Ross needed training, um, and they wanted and I uh, they wanted to see if I could if I would bond with Ross and uh, and. We did. We bond r right away. That's that just so happens to be um, uh, our. We just end up sinking, and I I couldn't. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Margaret. Margaret said it's a lot of work, so appreciate it, and so grateful for great for great breeder. Well, thank you very much. We we're we're our goals are to continue to improve upon the breed of goldens um, that we're breeding to give you the best healthiest the most stable temperament the most clear um, genetics and uh, and to give them uh, give you the best start of, of uh, goldens that that and uh, whether you're looking for a pet or a companion dog therapy dog or service dog um, we're, we're striving to just that is our our goals and our focus as as a breeding program with hope service dogs um, we have basically like a little hospital where uh, where our whelping area is it gets completely disinfected and reset for the next whelping uh, we've got Leda coming I don't know uh, yeah Vicky's talked about that. Leda's a all clear um, female coming from uh, Europe. Uh, she'll come um, after her next heat cycle's coming up. She'll come pregnant, um, come from Europe, and she'll be uh, clear genetics on both sides. Her and uh, the the uh, stud clear genetics, and uh, we'll be um, delivering that. That she should be going into heat any any day now. Um, so we'll see. That will be probably. Uh, so we we don't know if that'll be mid January or end of January, something like that. Uh, Lucy should be going into heat at the end of this month. We thought she was going into heat a few weeks ago, but she hasn't yet. Um, if latest Lucy should go into heat would be early December thereabouts. Um, and um, we've got her stud already paid for, lined up, ready to go, and he's clear, all clear genetics and excellent hips. So that will be a great breeding coming up. We have um, we have nine people reserved for that breeding already. So yeah, um, uh, we don't know how big her litter will be. But, you know, we can't predict any of that. And when she gets bred, it will be a surgical insemination by contract. So, um, and uh, what do we else? Ginger's puppies are going home this week, as you know. And um, 
Candy will be bred again. So Candy, yeah, she's a Doberman. That's a difficult breed to have as a service dog. Will any of Candy's puppies be service dog quality? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know until we see these puppies. Um, Candy is a service dog, and the Stud is a service dog as, as a Doberman. Not the recommended breed, but there are some people who are active and are trainers and are devoted to training their dog, training a Doberman that may be interested in, in that as a service dog, but um, and uh, will, but most of those dogs will go to pet homes. To that we know reality that most of the Dobermans will be probably more than likely pet homes. Um, so yeah, Candy's lost her whole litter that she just um, had. Uh, it was 11 pups, all born, stillborn. Um, so, but uh, yeah, her her second breeding should happen um, next end of next spring thereabouts. So. Um, that will be the second try with her, but uh, and if that doesn't go well, we'll Candy will be spayed and we won't try anymore with her. But uh, yeah, Vicky is not feeling well. She had to step away. We um, breeds the main thing. Stay with the the top three: yellow, yellow goldens, yellow labs, and poodles, and responsible breeders. Ask them about their testing. Ask them about what do they do for early, uh, for training, for early, do they do early neurological stimulation? Do they er do early scent introduction? Do they do clicker training? Do they do potty, start potty training? Um, do they do start crate training? Um, you know, these, these pups are, are charged, the clickers charged with, the, with dynamite at, uh, Oh, six weeks, younger than six weeks old. Um, that's the first way you call these puppies to you. Um, and, uh, which is a great start because uh, um, training from here on is, is you, you've got a way to communicate with these puppies. Um, that's, that's unemotional, that's, that's neutral. Um, and uh, make sure you do your homework and make sure you you find a good support supportive trainer with heart and soul um, we we provide training we have an online course uh, we have uh, uh, Vicki has uh, two uh, service dog service dog board and trained she has pet dog board and trained um, and she has privates and and uh, video um, learning packages, uh, just uh, heartsoulcanine.com. Uh, and for Hope Service Dogs, it's uh, hopeservicedogs.org. Or if you're interested in a well-bred uh, pup, uh, Goldens, uh, hopeservicedogs.org. Fill out an application, and we'll send you information. Um, and for training, uh, heart, heart and soul canine, heartcanine.com. Either way, it'll get you, get you to us. Anyways, I'm going to sign off. Um, thank you. And, uh,
ಸಂಪುಟದ ಒಂದು ದಿವಸ್‌